There's no place like the Cube. Family, this is your favorite queer radio personality, Anna Deshawn, and this is Queer News. Your favorite weekly news pod where race and sexuality meet politics, culture, and entertainment. Now, I really need you to tap in because I know how it is. Y'all hear this same intro every week and y'all kind of tune me out till we get to the stories or maybe past those beginning ads. I don't know. (laughs) But I really need y'all to tap in right now, okay? Okay, y'all listening? Okay, you hear me? Okay, so I want to know more about you. I want to know more about what you like about the show. I want to know more about what you want to see with the show. So you know what I did? Mm Mm-hmm, I did. I made a little quick survey. It's real quick, I promise. It'll take you maybe three to four minutes to complete. But it's going to help me dream about what the show looks like for 2024. I want to create programming and tell the stories you want to hear more of. So this survey is going to help me with that. Now, if you take the survey, you automatically get added to our raffle to win a $50 gift card. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mail it to you myself, okay? Now, you can find the link to the survey in the show notes, but you can also find it on my IG and TikTok profiles. Thank you so much in advance for completing the survey, and it will be open until December 15th. A couple of weeks ago, you heard me report about Sakia Gunn. And I had an opportunity to actually speak with her cousin and best friend, Valencia Bailey, who was there that tragic night. Valencia shared with me what happened, how her life has been for the last 20 years, and what that street naming in Sakia's honor meant, and just how significant that moment was. Well, if you want to hear the story, you know what you got to do. You got to join the cute crew. The Q Crew is our queer news community, where you receive a weekly email sharing our top queer news stories, an unedited video from me about those top queer news stories, and now some exclusive interviews like this interview with Valencia. The Q Crew helps to supplement the cost of this pod. Podcast hosting, editing, marketing, PR, travel, honey, it goes on and on, okay? (laughs) But if you believe in the work we do, If you believe LGBTQ stories need to be amplified, if you love and respect how I report on the news and tell our stories, join the Q crew like our latest member, Lucian. Welcome, Lucian. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, you know you want to join. This link is in the show notes. Now for the news. Today is Trans Day of Resilience. Some of you may know it as Trans Day of Remembrance. And we're going to honor our trans siblings today by speaking their names. Speaking the names of all of our trans and non-binary siblings we've lost in 2023. I think that'll be heavy enough for all of us to even get through. So I'm just going to give you a couple of movie recommendations for our culture and entertainment section and leave with a little inspiration, okay? Is that all right? I hope so. I really, really do. Let's go. Hey, I'm Anna. And I'm Adele. And this is the Head Nod. Season one, Black Life at a PWI. It's an unfiltered take on black life and predominantly white spaces. In the process, I mean, we learn some things. Ooh, especially that music, Chile. (laughs) (laughs) 
Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You are now tuned in to higher frequencies. We do this frequently. Turn your radio station to E3 for that decency. Listen to great music and the latest movement. Safe listening for anyone that's tuned in. Who you waking up to? Anna Deshaun, Q Crew and Friends. It's that real talk. Online radio with the spins. You caught up in traffic, frustrated. Just check in with E3 to shift your vibrations and get elevated. That's queer radio done right. Choose to be yourself. That's the only way to live life. And that's how it's done here. Family, today is Trans Day of Resilience. Today is a day we mourn and commemorate the lives of the vibrant, beloved, trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming siblings we've lost to violence and suicide over the past year. Today, today marks the birthday of Rita Hester, a black trans woman who was murdered in 1998. Gwendolyn Ann Smith, a trans activist and advocate, started Trans Day of Resilience to honor her friend Rita. TDOR closes out Trans Awareness Week that went from November 13th through the 19th. Now fam, we never know how many trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming folks have actually been murdered, right? Because so many of the hate crimes are not reported. So many times people are misgendered. But today, I will take the time and I will read every person that we do know. I will read their names. And I'll leave a little time so that you can say their names too after me. It's a practice that I've come to really learn as an adult that I really honor. This practice of speaking the names of our dead out loud. And we do this to ensure that their spirit never dies. We do this to ensure they are never forgotten. Podcasting is important to me because it's the way that we ensure that our stories are always told. Some people write, right? And that canon is beautiful. It's needed. It's necessary. I talk. <laughs> and radio and podcasting, they are necessary. So please join me in speaking their names today. London Price. Lisa Love. Anae Johnson. Dominic Dupree. China Long. Yoko. Sherilyn Marjorie. Kylie Monali. Luis Diaz Castro. Tom Tom Roberson. Devani Johnson. Chanel Ortiz. Ashia Davis. Banco Brown. Coco Dadal. Ashley Burton. Saya Woodland. Tortujita. Cache B. Henderson. Imani Watatu. Maria. Star. 
and unique banks. We speak your names today. Trans Day of Resilience is just, it's a tough day because I know a lot of trans folks, right? And I love a lot of trans folks. And I worry for them every day that they walk outside. I live in Chicago. You know, we progressive here, but truly, it's really not safe anywhere. Adults make things real complicated, you know? When you're a child, love thy neighbor seems so simple, and adults make it so complicated. The political wars have led to culture wars, which have led to people being completely unsafe. And where people find things funny and comedic, I find it dangerous. So I'll keep speaking their names and I'll keep saying what I think needs to be said. And I'll use my microphone, you know? Because no one, absolutely no one, should live in fear for being exactly who God designed them to be. Period. So we speak their names today. I'm Darren. And I'm Esther. And this is Second Sunday podcast about Black queer folk finding, keeping, and sometimes losing faith. This season's full of candid conversations. We're talking to theologians, artists, activists, and community members living at the intersections of faith, spirituality, and identity. The saints ain't ready for this. But we're still going to talk about it. Second Sunday starts October 4th. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Second Sunday is a Cube original podcast and is part of the PRX Big Questions Project. family welcome back to the show i'm over here crying but let me tell you i want to leave y'all with some good things okay (laughs) there's a couple of movies that have just dropped on netflix that i think you should go take some time this week and check out because we know how important ratings are and if we want to see more movies like these then we got to watch them okay and if you got that netflix situation set up let's go the first one i want to tell you about is called the dads The Dads, according to Netflix, is a gentle meditation on fatherhood, brotherhood, and manhood. Yes, indeed. So it's directed by Lucina Fisher. And she's also the director of Mama Gloria. And Mama Gloria is close to my heart. Mama Gloria is from Chicago. She was a bright, freaking shining light. Okay. She was an elder, a legend, who wrapped her arms around the trans community here in Chicago, and that's why we called her Mama Gloria, okay? And so Lucina directed that film. Now, the dads actually follows five fathers of trans children. They are joined by Dennis Shepard, who is Matthew Shepard's dad, on a weekend trip to fish in rural Oklahoma. (laughs) Now, some of this is serendipitous. These fathers know each other from participating in the Parents for Transgender Equality National Council. Now, this council is through the Human Rights Campaign. So they were familiar with each other and they were invited to go on this fishing trip and to be filmed to share their stories. Now, some quotes for me that really stand out in the trailer. One dad says, the thread that connects us all is that we love our children and we're willing to put everything on the line for other people's children as well. Cool, right? Another dad says, we're letting people know we're here 
We're not going to shy away. We're not going to be in the shadows. Not going to be scared. We're going to confront this head on because that's all we can do. We have to make the way safe for our children. Come on, dads. Come on, dads. Now, these five dads, they all come from different walks of life. And in June, Netflix actually acquired the film from Lucina Fisher, all right? And when it premiered at South by Southwest, Dwayne Wade saw it and was like, I got to be a part of it. He became an executive producer. And if y'all know what that means in the film world, that means he threw some money at this too, okay? And now... It's premiered on Netflix. I invite you all to go check out this movie. I saw the trailer, okay? And it's on my list for this week. The next film that I want y'all to go check out and watch on Netflix is Rustin. Let me tell y'all something. I've seen Rustin. I had an opportunity to see Rustin when I was in LA as part of the Black Queer Creative Summit that was put on by GLAAD. I was in a movie theater with 150 plus black queer folks watching Rustin. It was literally one of the best experiences of my life. Maybe one of the most powerful ones. Cause this is the type of movie you really do want to see with your people, okay? Fired Rustin is an icon amongst icons that people don't know. He was the architect of the 1963 March on Washington. He's one of the greatest activists and organizers the world has ever known, okay? He challenged authority, and he never apologized for who he was, what he believed, or who he desired. He did not back down. He made history. And you know what he got in return? He was forgotten. I want to read the bio by The Legacy Project, because I'm a big supporter of The Legacy Project, and I love their work. You can check out a link in the show notes. And they say, Byron was an activist and a strategist for the civil rights movement. On the forefront of A. Philip Randolph's efforts to end segregation in the armed forces, Byron Rustin was instrumental in obtaining President Truman's July 1948 order to integrate the U.S. military. In 1949, Rustin spent almost a month on a chain gang in North Carolina as punishment for protesting against segregated seating on buses. As a leading proponent of nonviolence, in the face of racial injustice, Rustin used his influence to strengthen Dr. King's position in the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, eventually becoming one of Dr. King's chief political advisors, strategists, and speechwriters. Through much of Byer's career, his openness about being gay was of course an issue. Despite widespread pressure from other civil rights activists to fire him, Randolph and King remained steadfast in their support. Though the threat of scandal often forced periods of estrangement, they kicked them out, y'all, okay? Now, indeed, Rustin and King parted ways for three years before Randolph orchestrated Rustin's pivotal role as the architect of what we all know is a watershed moment of the March on Washington. Now, we know this is where Dr. King gave the moment, okay? The speech, <laughs> the I have a dream speech. In August of 1963, conservative senator, okay, Strom Thurmond of South Carolina took to the floor of the U.S. Senate to discredit the March on Washington, accusing Rustin of being a communist, a draft dodger, and a homosexual. His work. But such declarations did not sway Rustin from the path he had chosen for his life. It could not diminish his impact on King or on the movement he had quietly but profoundly influenced for decades. Rustin mentored King to make Gandhi's philosophy of nonviolence Civil disobedience, the strategic centerpiece of King's activism, and the hallmark of his legacy. 
though Byron Rustin is often forgotten by many contemporary activists, few people had more powerful influence on the civil rights movement and its enduring impact on the course of American history than Byron Rustin. May this film amplify his legacy. And this film is so good, y'all. I was so filled with joy when I saw Ella Baker being portrayed. I was full of joy to see Rustin love in this film. I love seeing him in the face of it all. It is inspiration for us to keep fighting today, I'm telling you. Coleman Domingo better get an Emmy, okay? Period. Now let's end this episode with a word because y'all know Anna's always got a word. And my word today is just to remember to take care of each other. That's it. As we are headed into the holiday season, full steam ahead. It's easy to forget. These are not the happiest times for everyone. Lots of hearts break during this time of the year. So my word today is to remember to be kind. Do an act of kindness. Give somebody a hug. Pay for someone's gas. Pay for somebody's meal. I don't know. Let's just remember to take care of each other and give each other some grace. Because we all we got. Till next week, family. Peace. If you enjoyed what you heard, rate and review us inside your favorite podcasting app. This podcast is written and produced by me, Anna Deshawn. Podcast editing by Experience J of Just Listen Media. And brought to you by E3 Radio, your number one queer radio station playing queer music and reporting on queer news in high rotation. 